1: 10-second songs. Yeah. Yeah. I had a a band called Pjork, P-J-O-R-K. Okay. And we did 10-second really filthy,
2: dirty songs. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. We didn't
1: have a gig or anything, (laughs) but we did this for (laughs) us and our friends. Oh, that's
2: awesome. And they
3: weren't unrelated to Bjork? (laughs) Like it weren't it wasn't like dirty. Bjork, of Bjork no, Bjork it
1: was just pure. sure Yeah. It was, it was just it was a
3: good band name. Yeah, yeah. yeah I
1: awesome. like good band names. Like the band when I play here in New York, it's my band, my girl band. Yeah. We are Dinah Shore Junior. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Is that a good band? That's name? so that's good. That's so great. And then that's my the <laughs> my band in Nashville is Mini Pearl Jam.
3: Oh, cool! I love that. This is so good. I love this. Yeah.
0: I'm ducking out, you're ducking out Let's duck out together See what it's all about
3: Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, the podcast that's trying so hard not to objectify the new women in Congress. <laughs> Hashtag Kirsten Cinema's shoulders. I'm Carolyn Berchier.
2: <laughs> I'm Sarah York.
3: And today we are very excited to be diking out with the one and only Jill Sobule about nostalgia. Uh, Jill is a singer, songwriter that some of you may know from her mainstream hits, I Kissed a Girl, which I like to refer to as the original and superior I Kissed a Girl. Absolutely. Uh, and the song "Supermodel." <laughs> Which was featured in the movie Clueless And those of you with great taste Will know her for much more than that Because Jill has been putting out uh, So much music over the years You have, what, over 10 albums?
0: I do
3: <laughs> That's a lot of music That is, uh, Including her latest uh, Which is called Nostalgic Kills Which you can listen to uh, and buy it as soon mm-hmm. as you finish listening to this episode, or you can just buy it right now, listen, and then get back to the episode. We're not going to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> Jill, thank you so much for dyking out with us today.
1: I'm happy to be here, especially after hearing the uh, the theme song.
3: Yes, we have <laughs> Jill's seal of approval yes. on the theme song. Uh, the band who uh, composed and sang it, There Is No Mountain, will be very happy and excited to know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it- to the point. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's how we are. We have to just get straight to the point. Yeah. We're in love with Kirsten Cinema. <laughs> we have Cinema. So little time. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Hello. Kirsten <laughs> Cinema is, first of all, I did not realize what a babe she was. Until, I mean, I kind of like, obviously I saw some campaign stuff and like I would see her on Twitter and things like that, but she showed up ready to be a or to be sworn in. She's a sexy bisexual witch. She really is. She was giving like Gillian sworn in on a law vibes bug. big yeah. time. Like. I am just obsessed with her. You knew she loved being up there with pants for all her friends. Oh yeah, to
1: have that—it was fantastic. Yeah. She was smiling throughout the whole thing. Yeah,
2: it was amazing.
1: That's yeah. going to
3: be her pagan Christmas card next yeah. year. <laughs> We're going to get married. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's really kicking off a twenty by teen. Yeah.
2: She- with <laughs> she really is we should try to get her on the pod that's a reach but you never know
3: <laughs> you know
2: nothing's impossible mm-hmm.
3: rosie o'donnell's that is true yeah gonna be on this year yeah uh, we're excited so we're gonna um oh before we get carried away with uh sexy gonna ladies in congress i could go on and because... on about kirsten
2: cinema but <laughs>
3: yeah uh also aoc yeah uh, in which... the white suit Oh, I was thinking of her dancing on the rooftop oh, of Boston University, which oh my is my God. alma mater.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I've been
3: on that rooftop. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, that's kind of cool. That adds like a special layer of it to I, you. I love that. Just looking at all the tweets, and of yeah. course, I
1: follow all the right wing tweets. Yeah, it was hysterical. I they love were...
2: how like their version of like a smoking gun is a video of a adorable a, high a, a, school. an adorable high school girl like doing cute yeah. things and being cool and rad and like. Ever. I like some of them
1: were like, that was the most amazing, cute thing, except I hated that BU shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, they, they
2: were. It's just so ridiculous. And I uh, love, there's a Twitter account that was, I don't know who created it, but basically it's the, it's the video, but it's set to like a million different songs. So there's like a David Bowie version. There's a Prince song on there. It's hilarious, and it's all- someone
3: said it to her uh, her campaign video kickoff voiceover. Oh, cool! Which is also fun. Yeah, uh, I would have voted for her just based on that. And I'm so Absolutely. glad that she's my congresswoman. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a couple quick announcements. January 28th at Stonewall, we are having our first dyking out at Stonewall stand-up comedy show. Uh, some of the comics who are going to be on it: Pat Brown, Sarah Kennedy, Claudia Kogan. Paris Sachet, uh and then I'm keeping a, a seat warm for Rosie O'Donnell or Madonna. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rosie O'Donnell know. is probably more more likely, right? Uh, but Madonna did;
2: she was there on New Year's Eve. Yeah, she I, did a I surprise like, performance. Someone told me that, and then I literally, I, I go, "No, she's not." They're like, "No, Madonna's at Stonewall right now." And I was like, "Okay," and then, I, and then later I realized she was. Yeah, but I just wouldn't expect her to like appear amongst the people like that you know like
3: performing well, she, acoustic she does
2: have a record coming out. oh she does okay yeah all right well that makes sense <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> still was great. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, she, she was named the ambassador of Stonewall. Um, Okay. Which. Oh, so that, was it like a ceremonial kind of thing? She was was there for New Year's Eve. It
3: it wasn't, yeah, yeah, it it wasn't announced that she was going to be there for New Year's Eve. Like that happened like a week before. And then I'm, I guess they talked about it. I'm hoping to get the full story from um, Mike, who's the booker there. Oh Uh, yeah. But.
2: I mean, can you imagine just being at Stonewall and fucking Madonna shows up? That's like kind of wild.
3: I would have, I would have fainted. Yeah. I would, someone would have I'm not as big
2: of a Madonna fan as you are, but. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs)
3: You have no idea. <laughs> it's insane. Okay, um, so yeah, come to. You never know when Madonna might show up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just use Madonna to promote the show. Yeah, no, there it's you gonna go. be really fun. Uh, you can get tickets on our website deckingout.com. They're half price in advance, and we'll be hanging out downstairs afterwards. So come if you want to be our friends. That's probably the only way. Um, <laughs> Also, I will be on uh, a live taping of a special episode for the Les Hangout podcast. Uh, They have a series that they do called Should Have Been Gay, and it's about, uh, you know, things that were so close to being gay and just should have been gay. (laughs) So, of course, I'm going to be there talking about uh, the one and only Miss Olivia Benson.
2: Oh, of course. And
3: why Olivia Benson on Law & Order SVU is totally a lesbian, and it makes no sense that they...
1: Yeah,
2: no, that you know. that character would have made By my cousin humus.
1: <laughs> my cousin created that uh, uh, that show. Really? What? Yes, and I have pictures. I'll put them on of me and Ice T and Olivia but she i know she wasn't but she's got the every, vibes but everyone who worked that show was so yeah, it yeah. <laughs>
2: well that's good all the below the line people all yeah. The below yeah <laughs> so it doesn't matter she just like wow. the pants suits were perfect it's just she's amazing can you imagine
3: creating a show that went that many this seasons is amazing
1: it's my cousin neil neil wow. bear and we, we grew you, up neil. in denver yeah and he was a He's one of those super genius. He's a doctor. And a friend of his said, oh, we. I'm from college. And it said, we need a doctor mm-hmm. uh, to help us with just uh, on ER, just oh, to, with yeah, the like writing. Oh, yeah, script supervising. And, and then yeah. he started doing it. And then he started being a head writer. And then he got his own show. Oh, my God. But, that's So awesome. it's one of those stories that's really, and he's a really good guy. And he's, he's, he's out. And, yeah. Uh, that's why I know that... Uh,
2: you know a lot of a this lot
1: of
3: our amazing. people on
2: that show then huh that's amazing that's this so cool this is so great yeah
3: that's Love so cool that. i always you know all those shows i just think like i know they have to consult like lawyers and doc- like yeah. any kind of procedural show that kind Involves, of tries like to medicine be realistic. Yeah. yeah and i always wonder like how do they pick those yeah the experts that they consult or the doctors or the lawyers I don't know. but
1: he was responsible for some of the the gay The gayish things like the the the, an SVU it was the guy that he murdered but he was like the ex-gay preacher kind of character. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ah. So he 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 got in there. Yeah, put in some things in there. Yeah, and and it was so funny because his sister (laughs) is gay, and when I first this is in Denver years ago, the Mm -hmm. first time I ever went into a gay bar, and I'm like is this a family reunion? Yeah. (laughs) There's such a strong genetic factor, I think. Oh, that's rad. You know, that that (laughs)
3: happened to me once I went to, uh, a lesbian bar in buffalo and saw my it was my cousin's cousin but like i had no idea that mm-hmm. she was gay and i walked in and like you know it's like the week before thanksgiving and she's just making out with a lady and i'm like what <laughs> and then we're just like at thanksgiving like hey like looking at each other we know, we know our I know, secret and at, <laughs> and at first i
1: was like oh shit i i should hide and i go What are they doing
3: in here? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like my first time. (laughs) Right, right. That's great. Um. So, so that show is going to be Monday, February eighteenth at the Bell House in uh in Brooklyn, and I'll be posting about that. It is.
2: Mm -hmm. Well... February 18th, maybe. That's how I'll celebrate. I'll go to that. By listening to me talk about Mariska
3: Hargitay? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And also, thank you to everybody who came to our suit show in December. We had some listeners there, and it was awesome to uh, meet you and chat with you and be invited to your French country house. Yeah. Um, You know who you are. And... It was such a fun time. Everybody yeah. looked awesome in in their suits. Sarah had a suit that she got from Wildfang. We did it we did a comedy show that was all queer women wearing suits. And we encouraged awesome. the audience to wear suits as well and mm. it was very was it
2: great. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty great. People and are looking sharp. It was it was actually the first time that I purchased a suit and now I feel I've put it on and I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah." Like my ego just went through the roof. I was like, "I belong feels in this." It good, doesn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And and hello to the two lovely listeners who approached me at Wild Fang and said, "We recognized your voice, probably because I was being very loud in the store." <laughs> Wear the suit. Yeah, I literally was like shouting.
3: Do you have suits for tall yeah. ladies?
2: Because I had this like wonderful woman that was helping me that works there, and she was like, "We were." I was like shouting at her from the dressing room, and like she was finding me more things to put on. And these two lovely, two two lovely people came up to me, and they were like, "Are you Sarah York?" And I was like. Yes, <laughs> and it went from there, and it was really sweet and special. That's so thank really you cool. for
3: that. Nice, mm-hmm. man, getting recognized is a Wild Fame—it oh, made me
2: feel so good.
3: That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, how is everybody's holidays? This is our first show, 2019. Jill, do you s- stick around in New York for the holidays, or do you go out of town? I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't.
1: Uh, I I kind of had an uh, this train, just like no family, just being with friends. New Year's Eve, I popped in and sang a couple songs at, at Club Coming, and that was really fun. That's awesome. And, forget about Madonna uh, at
3: Stonewall.
1: Yeah, no, no forget. We had a, not only was it me, but there was who else? Well, Alan was there, Alan Coming, and Marie Hill was uh, yeah. uh, doing her stick, And then it went on, I didn't stay, I stayed because it was so claustrophobic, it was amazing, but it, it went on till it was open till 8 a.m. Oh my. Who does
2: that? No, <laughs> I can't.
1: But there were some other acts that I heard that would be, when I left, like at 2 o'clock, like a woman, a uh, performance artist named Mouse, mm-hmm. who's, who does the does her performance arts while smoking a cigarette from her vagina. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. That is something I have not conquered yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I've tried it once. can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. what a, no, what a, I
2: cannot imagine.
1: You know, that might bring in more people to my show. Uh, yeah. Or maybe not.
3: <laughs> well, I
1: hear Maybe that, a different
2: crowd. Who knows? A different crowd.
3: <laughs> I hear the teens are soaking their, their tampons in vodka. So the, so the why teens are not? that. Yeah. Why not smoke a cigarette yes. out Desperate of your for vagina? Yeah it is desperate i was going to put some edibles up my butt i don't know
2: wow so weird yeah you never know so our weird. bodies are capable of a lot of really cool things so whatever. well i could see they probably don't want to come home
1: their parents smelling the the right. that the, the, uh, and i think
2: they do it because what? it uh it gets you drunk like instantly apparently instantly, yeah. like it's because it's it's basically goes right into your bloodstream through like mucous membranes in your body so like it But it it does, like, actually get them alcohol poisoning, so that's, like, a whole thing.
3: Blacking out is so
2: cool. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I am not nostalgic for my
2: blackouts. I mean, I almost did last night, but whatever. I didn't black out. I sort of, I was in the gray area.
3: Well, thank you for being here, Sarah. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I went to dinner last night and had, like, five bottles of wine. It's fine.
3: I went to the UK over the holidays. You did. It yes, that's nice, right. Yeah, and um, I I love it. I'm still mm-hmm. in love. Your photos were amazing. It was a lot of fun. I went with Cecilia this time, my wife, and, and it was... Mm-hmm. We travel really great together, so that was a lot of fun. We also saw... Um, We went to to Buffalo for Christmas and then flew there. And while we were in Buffalo, we saw the movies The Favorite and Mary Queen of Scots. So we had like two UK history kind of movies, which The Favorite, I didn't realize that how much that's actually based in like real history and how queer – that movie is, because in the previews, they don't advertise it like no, a pure movie. No, it's like, it's
2: a lesbian love triangle movie, and it's not advertised as such, but it was, yeah. I saw it on Christmas Day by myself, and it was the best day ever. I thought it I was... I thought it was
1: hysterical. Oh, it. I was loved so, it. so it funny. It was delightful. Like, so, so duck, I like the bunnies. Yeah,
2: the yeah. The was like, oh my God, and I just... Ugh. <laughs> uh, it was really amazing. The acting was really fantastic. Um, there were very few men in the movie, which I found to be really delightful as and well. And the men they did have were in wigs, which exactly. is how I like they were men. like kind of effeminate. It was like kind of amazing. It was the best.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was like a historical fiction type mm-hmm. of movie, and then when I went to the National Portrait Gallery and they have Queen Anne uh, mm. her portrait there, and in the description, it talks about her like physical intimate relationship with
2: Sarah. The Duchess, Sarah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I fell into like a pretty deep Wikipedia wormhole yeah, after too. I saw that. Yeah, I was like, is this true? And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God. And I like could not stop reading about it. It was amazing.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh I'm so excited about that. Yeah, well, I when see it Queen again. Anne, the the
1: time they didn't talk about it, but when she went into the ye old stone wall that mm-hmm. one New Year's Eve.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she showed up. She was a queer icon <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Nobody heard about it until weeks and weeks later. (laughs) I love that.
3: It, if she hadn't had all that gout, she would have been. I know, you know. the gout
2: is really what held her back. I think. From yeah, being like I have fully. a friend
3: who got gout, and I'm like,
1: isn't that just for French aristocracy? Yeah, <laughs> no. that gout,
2: I know it I, does. It seems like kind of an old, you know, like are we still experiencing like a like a, kind of an Oregon Trail like whooping disease. like if cough you still have this like yeah. dysentery or something.
3: I knew a guy who had gout, <laughs> but I was pretty happy about it. Because oh yeah, he was disgusting. <laughs> He was a disgusting man. I still don't fully
2: understand what it is. Because obviously it's like sores on your feet, I guess, is what it was. It affects
1: your nerves. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it causes just like a lot of pain in your legs.
3: (laughs) It's awful. Though, uh, Cecilia and I did an afternoon tea while we were in London. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, we get why people got gout back in the day. If you had access to all these, like, sweets and scones and things like that, like, I would... It was Even sort of like I a got class gout. thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. Mary Queen of Scots was good too. It wasn't queer, but in my mind it was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything is. Well, no, it, it actually was a little bit queer because her, um, they portray her second husband as being a, a gay man.
2: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I thought about seeing it right after I saw or? the favorite. Cause I was like, I just need more. I need more corsets. I need more like of this 17th century opulence around me. But
3: it's great. Yeah. That's a weird time to be nostalgic for, but Yeah. <laughs> but when I w- when I was in Scotland, I was like, ooh, I wonder what it was like. Yeah. Probably really gross. Probably was, and responsibility. I bet everyone
2: smelled terrible. Oh, they did. Do you just think about especially
1: that? in France, actually. Yeah. More so in France because in France I just learned that they thought that the plague and in France it was from water, so they mm-hmm. would not bathe.
2: Oh God. Mm. Which yes. is just making everything worse. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then again, if you were bo- you wouldn't know any different. Right, right. You didn't have water picks or yeah. things like that. <laughs> like back anything. Then.
3: Yeah. Well, and that's why they have like all the perfumes from France. I went to and I'm forgetting the name of the town um in France that's like known for perfumes. Perfumes. Mm-hmm.
2: Ugh, that's my nightmare. And
3: yeah, the whole town just smells like perfume. Yeah. <laughs> If you have a uh, smell sensitivity, I'm extremely or, sensitive to yeah, like fragrances. Oh do my not God. go there. No, um, because it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Oh, I was also on like high high alert for a Jillian Anderson sighting the whole time I was there, but I did not see her.
2: That would have been awesome. Only
3: on TV. Yeah. Oh,
2: My God, I'm just like I'm waiting. I need, there needs to be like a biopic made about Kirsten Cinema, and so she could be played by Gillian Anderson. Yes. So then when Kristen <laughs> Cinema by that time, will be married to me and we can go to the film together and it'll be great.
3: That's oh, what man. I think of.
2: I'm already building this in my head.
3: Is she,
1: yeah. I'm going to have to kick your
2: ass. You guys are going to have to fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. How funny. <laughs> that would be the gayest thing ever. Like we got in a fight after the pod over bisexual congressperson. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Who gets
3: to to claim yeah, her? Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: man, I'm mm-hmm. just... And she's like, you guys are freaks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> I
3: don't want either of you. <laughs> All right. Now let's get into our topic for this episode, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you want to... Or, Well, I guess I kind of know what inspired an album about nostalgia. Maybe nostalgia. But uh, t- <laughs> t- tell us a little bit more about, about your latest album and... Uh, some of the thinking behind it. Interesting. It's called Nostalgia Kills. Mm. And over the last couple
1: of years, it's been a – can I cuss? Yes. Yeah. It's been a motherfucking hard year. Yeah. I mean, but you, what's going on in the world. And yeah. all, But but I had a parent, you know, both parents died. Okay. I had a really bad breakup. And so those times you tend to look back at your life and 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 writing songs. And always, I have to say – that it's good for writing, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it tended to be a lot of songs. That were, it felt like it was a memoir, almost. So this album, Nostalgia Kills, which is the name of one of the songs, feels like they're little short stories. And especially some of these songs come from, uh, uh, it was a one-woman show, but now or we were developing it as a one-woman show, but now it's become more of a theatrical piece. And uh, hopefully you'll see it in a year, but it's mm-hmm. called hashtag fuck seventh grade. Oh, cool. So there's songs about that the worst time period of our lives. Yeah. So but the idea of nostalgia kills that one song is is it's good to look back. It's it's good to take an inventory looking, but it's also it's good to just get the fucking move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And move on. So it's 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 this
3: kind of uh
1: it feels like a, 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 bo- a memoir, a book of short
3: stories. Yeah. Or, or yeah. A, yeah. Well, I mean, a, a lot of your songs are stories, like little stories. mini stories about different characters and stuff. Are are they all based on people you know or your experiences or are some of them Well, some just of them like, are
1: people I know, but you always can't help but put yourself into them. But sure. But this, this record is pretty much me.
3: Mm-hmm. uh
1: which is different than some of the other ones. But even like, say, the original Kiss the Girl. <laughs> you know you? I mean, really, it was based on, I had an obsession with, with lesbian pulp novels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so part of it was like I wanted a story of that kind of Bebo Brinker thing of the two suburban girls in the 19, early 60s or late 50s who, mm-hmm. who, you know, venture to the West Village yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and uh, you know, end up doing each other and, you know, but it's all very taboo. Like, that, you yeah, know. Yeah. And there's something, when things are taboo, you would never want to go back that way. Mm-hmm. But there's something kind of sexy about that. There so I is. think with, with Kissed a Girl, it, there were two things. One, wanting to have a, a, a song that, again, like I wished I had. As mm-hmm. a, 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 and I knew the only way I'd be able to slip it in pop music or would have to be like a little, put a little funniness into it. But also it was my fantasy of of being one of those suburban housewives, yeah, that, yeah. that so uh, that was me. But it was a, a story of of two women. That was
3: just an example and a queer example. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank oh, you. That's um, so great. So but, yeah, <laughs> I I do want to talk about that song for a mm-hmm. little bit because sure. I was ten years old when it came out, but I remember it very distinctly mm-hmm. uh, because as as a little as a little lesbian who who didn't know it yet mm-hmm. boy was that interesting to yeah. see that uh on MTV and anytime that video came on and the internet uh you know was was just starting up back then so i mm-hmm. couldn't like obsess over it properly the way right. i wanted to <laughs> i would just have to watch like hours of MTV and VH1 and in just hopes wait. that that yeah. <laughs> video would come on so i could hear that story again and be like wait is this okay yeah is this something that we can I didn't, do? I didn't
2: discover the song until <laughs> until later. But had I had I discovered it when it first came out, I think that would have like that would have sort of sparked something in me a lot sooner than than that spark you know had because because you know we didn't have any kind of like content like that like we don't have there's never a song about a girl kissing a girl you know no, like there's I, never anything.
1: This was before the Ellen kiss. Yeah, or yeah. There, there was. Um, and and the label kind of freaked out. They didn't know what to do. And in fact, in the video, we had planned, I was so excited. It would have been so <clears throat> revolutionary that we were going to actually have a kiss. Mm-hmm. And they freaked out at the last moment when we were doing the video and, and instead made me have Fabio's baby.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, serious. That's the other great part of the video is that <laughs> Fabio's in it. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> that was a whole funny story, yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, I get all the time. Like last night, too, I was at a party and someone came up and said, thank you for that song because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was in Alabama. She was somewhere in the south and that was, uh, it sparked something. Yeah. Yeah. Sparked something. Well, because I, I, when I was a kid, there was no role models except for... Uh, Miss Hathaway from the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> or my, my gym teacher that looked like Pete Rose.
3: <laughs> and it was not, it yeah. they were not attractive. Oh my God, right, right. My gym uh, teacher also looked like that. <laughs> do we have the same gym teacher?
2: That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, there's just no, there's like nothing, you know, and, and to have something like that at that time. So well, when you, I, I do, I do want to know, like when you wrote that song and you recorded it, what, what, sort of obstacles did you have from like record labels if you can talk about that like how how obviously it's a lot different than writing a song like that today if you were, were to write that you know those exact lyrics and everything um but was it was it like a was there a conflict there when you went to actually record it uh, well
1: no because i recorded it for i didn't think it was actually going to make the record oh, okay. and i didn't think it would be a, a single but then some guy from the label's like oh this could be kind of trendy but then they they wanted it then they kind of freaked out and i was like okay but i it was a really hard place for me to be mm-hmm. too because um i mean for instance i remember when i first got my deal i was around the meeting, all the marketing people, A and R, and I was, in, you know, in the conference room around the table introducing everyone, and they were like, oh, "Thank God we we signed a, a straight singer songwriter, not like uh, a Melissa Etheridge or Tracy Chapman." And I'm like,
2: <laughs> "Oh my God!" You know,
1: what do you do, right? Oh you wanna? And, and so when Kiss the Girl came out, they were, it was almost like. Do you be a little kid? Ca- you, you, because also you you wanted to be known as not as lesbian singer songwriter. Right, I, I, I mean I, I wanted to be so they. I wanted to be. I'm a serious singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel that way. To, yeah, uh, uh, whether I am or not, I wanted, and they felt like oh. To, they kind of freaked out and they felt, oh, let's make this more of a novelty song than a yeah. queer song. So I would have to go on, like, Entertainment Tonight, I remember, and instead of talking about the song, the queerness of it, it was they had me with Fabio, and I'd be interviewed <laughs> like, so how was it to be with the hunkiest man in America? <laughs> and I'd be like, you know, like he was right next to me so I could say, it's a fucking joke, yeah. you know? He was <laughs> Uh, uh, so they kind of trivialized that part mm, of it, and yeah. and that was really heartbreaking for me mm-hmm. in a way, and um you know so and and yeah, I look back and maybe I could have been bolder, I don't know, but it's a hard time to know when there was no role models or
3: no examples mm-hmm. to follow. So, well, it it's a crazy thing cuz like the music at that time to me was all I mean, it, it was a big boon for like female singer-songwriters yeah. and all the music kind of felt
2: queer. Absolutely. Uh, I still there, listen to so much music from that time period and I th- I just I, it feels like it, like totally it was feels like for us. Yeah, it was made
3: for us. Yeah. Yeah, it was made for us and uh but then none of it though was like explicitly
2: no, but it was a. But we always pick up on because, like you know, how we kind of read course. between the lines, and we. I I feel like we sort of have this like different frequency that we're operating on, where we're always looking for a like a signal or some sort of queer type of vibe from things, and I think '90s singer songwriter music is just perfect for that. I'm still
3: very confused about the song "Adia."
2: Oh Samuel yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have a very visceral memory of, I think probably my first like crush that I saw on TV was Joan Osborne in the video, What If God Was One Of Us. Yes. I was obsessed with her and I couldn't figure out why, but I would like, I don't know, there was just something about her that came off as like super gay to me. And I think that like totally reached a part of my brain. It
1: was a really different time. I mean, it was a great time for, because I had, my first record deal was in 1990 and I had a record that before that one, Mm -hmm. like. A few years before, and it was a whole different world. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember trying to get signed, and I finally did. But I would be like, "We really like you, but we already have a female songwriter on the label." Right. So all of a sudden, and the like nineties happened. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 it it was really a, a, a great time, and for the first time, that, yeah. that mm-hmm. a lot of women uh, they 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 signed, and and but uh, yeah. Bring it back. Bring that me. I know, right? (laughs) Uh,
3: I mean, when I do think about nostalgia and music, I do think it's something that does kind of uh, hold me back from discovering new things. And I think this happens with a lot of people that at some point in your 20s, you just like revert back to the music that you listened to growing up Mm -hmm. because it makes you feel good and it reminds you of uh maybe like an easier time in your life or, mm-hmm. or something like that so i can get stuck listening to a lot of the 90s or or like you know when i buy new music it's like oh this is garbage's new album or yeah, something you know yeah. and not so much um listening to i like, don't listen to
2: hardly anything new, new like things i just that it's it's that i don't know I just but don't... i feel
3: like i'm missing missing out yeah, and like yeah maybe well i was listening Jill to your new record, uh, while I was like walking around New York and I'm like, this is great. Like I can, every, every song is so great to listen to. It's yeah. a great album to listen to the whole thing through, but like, you know, had, had you not been coming on the podcast, I wouldn't have thought to be like looking at, you know, what music yeah. has been coming out anything. Yeah. I just go back to, to the things I love from like the nineties and yeah in the early 2000s. What is,
2: for you, who are your musical influences? Like, what's your go-to, like, nostalgia stuff to listen to from when you were, like, a kid or a teenager? Well,
1: I, th- I think that is, I, I, I there was a study that were affected by the music that we heard when we were from, like, seven to 15. Uh-huh. Or I'm making that up. But it was something like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and it's just our brain. We can't help that. But I, I think... I go back sometimes to music that my parents were listening to mm-hmm. or um but I have such strange eclectic tastes. Like I'll I'll go from everything to to my baby, from Miles Davis to the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. when I was a little kid the Beatles were everything and James Brown. I loved mm-hmm. um and then this, the songwriters who I loved growing up, uh, I had a brother seven years older than me, so I, I wasn't listening to the bubblegum music my friends were listening to. I <laughs> yeah. had more sophisticated taste. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> no, I listened to Dylan and Leonard Cohen and Joni. Yeah, you know. that's cool. <laughs> so I, I tend to, um, yeah, I mean, I, I try to make myself listen to new music. I think a lot of what's, there's so much great music, but I think that it's kind of a weird period for pop, mm-hmm. like like the top 10 pop. Yeah. Because a lot of it feels so, like maybe music in the, the 50s, pre-rock, mm-hmm. like there was the Pat Boone, it felt like a bad period of time, like like a vanilla kind mm-hmm. of period, where that felt very corporate. It feels very corporate. Like, yeah. Uh, um and um, I also think that has to do with the changing uh, music industry. Yeah. And radio it used to be when I grew up, there would be radio, and there would be uh, shows that would play. Like the DJ had a free reign, and you would, mm-hmm. you would discover, you would discover all this amazing stuff. Yeah. And right now, by pop radio, it's like it, there's some guy who's telling every station in the United States what to to play mm-hmm. these six songs over and over, and over, and over yeah. again. And um so I don't know what I was trying to say but I think I think it's a I don't think it's just my age or our age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's so much good music but you have to dig a little deeper for it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, we have access to to music like so never much. before, right? right?
2: Like literally pretty much any song you can just pull up in two seconds on your phone if you wanted to.
3: Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I grew up you know, waiting with a blank cassette tape in my stereo so that I could hit record when the radio played the song I liked. (laughs) Or going to
2: the mall and and going to, like, a Sam Goody, you know, like an actual store. There's something
0: about
1: a physical thing, like like the vinyl, too. And you know what? Can I just be an old person? Yes, please. What what I found so exciting when I was a little kid to get music is that, I'd go to the record store. My dad would take me. I'd open it up, and I, I was I was obsessed with who played on what song, who write like all the studio musicians. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this was on this, and be like, you'd be excited by it. And now, you, since I think uh, you, you know, with iTunes started, mm-hmm. yeah. there's absolutely no credits. I bet you'd yeah. have to dig really deep to. To, and that's why no one knows who the writers are right. of these songs and and I think that there's a it's a disservice to the people who work on it but also it's it, there's something great about about uh, physically
2: having it in your hands and, yeah. and,
1: and also knowing who how this was made who played drums
3: on it yeah. who, or who programmed it or or um yeah that's that's so true cuz I yeah. used to I mean I memorized pretty much like every Madonna Book that, that came <laughs> in the CD, so like I knew who produced each right. album, who who was mixing the songs, who were her backup singers. Oh, of course. Uh, which songs like she wrote on her well, own? Well, because on which like in, she in yeah.
2: CDs, they would you could you could you pull. I love doing that too. I would pull that little book out, that little like uh, like the cover, and it yeah. you pull it out, and it's either like a little flip book or right, it you get your liner notes. Yeah, yeah. and Prellets. I would like read all of it. And it was fascinating.
3: Well, because of nostalgia, uh, Cecilia and I bought a turntable uh, Mm -hmm. recently and started um, growing a a vinyl collection as you do when you're a millennial living in New York, (laughs) but it's awesome. And there's something so great about having that break one from the, the digital world Mm -hmm. to listening through an entire album and just having it play through instead of just having, like, a playlist of mm-hmm. mixed songs and, like, purposefully um, getting an album. The, the one thing that I'm finding, and Jill, correct me if my, my theory on this is wrong. Uh, I'm having a hard time finding, like, a lot of vinyl from the 90s because I think they just, like, abandoned vinyl for CDs and didn't, like, print.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, press yeah. as much vinyl. Yeah. Is that, I is mean,
0: I thing? I I know
3: that
1: my new record mm-hmm. and the one before vinyl, but they didn't print vinyl in ninety in 95, 97. Yeah. yeah. They didn't do it. The record, unless the artist demanded it or, or so, yeah, you're, you're right about that. And also it's really expensive. Sure. To, uh, to manufacture these days and takes time. But I, I, I agree, it's hard to find
3: vinyl. I, I bought, uh, but but now it's different because I, I bought um, Lemonade.
2: Oh, yeah, on, on vinyl, on, on yeah. On vinyl,
3: and I got it off of somebody who bought it because he said when it came out, it came out on Tidal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he didn't have a subscription to Tidal and wanted to hear it. And he went out and he's like, the only other place I could get it was vinyl. I'm like, what a weird time. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That, you know, Beyonce's album the is like would behind a paywall. On, uh, right. or, uh, or you buy it on vinyl. And now that seems to be like the two main, I mean, I haven't looked at the
2: numbers, mm.
3: but for, you know, people aren't buying CDs anymore. They're just buying digital or they're buying vinyl
2: yeah and i'm I'm sure part of that is kind of tapping into the nostalgia market which is like now they know that all these all you know all these people that want because it's cool to have vinyl now you know what i mean like maybe it wasn't Plus as it cool it sounds great it, it sounds, does it great. sounds great and it's just like it's so fucking cool to have records that you can just kind of like, like pulling it out of the sleeve and putting it on the plate like there's something very tactile and very like pleasing about the experience yeah um but yeah, maybe that's why you know now that now that people are actually buying them again, and and it's become something that's considered cool for for people kind of in our generation. But yeah. um, but it's kind of like with the whole nostalgia market for entertainment. Like, am I just like imagining this, or is it all every new movie coming out, every show is just a reboot of something that was made twenty or thirty years that's ago? That's just fucking lazy. Yes.
1: yeah, it feels I, I, that way. I, I mean, you yeah. don't. Uh,
2: it's it just like, feels
1: it, like hey and 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 to me it's the same in 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 music it's like oh we had a hit with that 2 months ago let's make one that just sounds just like yeah, it yeah. yeah it's
2: just the same shit yeah i don't know it just and i it, it and it, it i get what they're doing because like the movies and stuff that came out when for example when like i was i don't know 5 or 6 or whatever obviously now we're all the age where people our age are having kids and like they just see it as an opportunity to bring these people back to the theater or back to whatever with their kids to watch the the same thing. But it's just, I just, I can't, like, I I don't see anything original anymore. It's like, we we talk about going to the movies. Like, going to see The Favorite was, like, the first movie I've seen in, like, over a year. Because I'm just not drawn anymore to, like, the new things that are coming out. Because all it is is just a cheap, nostalgic reboot of something. Or superhero Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a big I, franchise superhero, I which I'm not into. I
1: think in the last two years, I find the most bold and exciting and, and is is definitely uh, uh, on streaming services. Yeah. As on oh, TV yeah. as opposed to in the old days you'd think. Uh, um yeah. So the, the, uh, the things I've seen were at the movies for like a week so they could be in the academy, but then yeah. they went right. straight to Netflix.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm more entertained at the stuff I could just stream at home than I am actually, you know, going out into the world and going and seeking out these places. So, I don't know.
3: One thing that I want to talk about um, specifically with movies and nostalgia and the queer community is that uh, a lot of movies about queer relationships or, like, some type of queer storyline mm-hmm. so much of it the majority of movies I would say are like this kind of like first time experience for mm-hmm. a, a woman or a man and it always makes me like weirdly nostalgic to watch those things yeah um for well, for that like horribly confusing time <laughs> in my life when oh yeah. a you time know, I don't
2: want to relive at all necessarily yeah, but, but
3: but that's like all the like every story is this like, oh, the, and and it takes me back to this place of like, oh man, I remember when when I went yeah. through that. What were you going to say, Jill?
1: I was just going to interrupt, but oh, no, I yeah, don't even do know it. what that was. <laughs> it was just rude, so I stopped. No, go go. <laughs> I wanted to hear – um I know it's but, but there is something about either a later life coming of age or earlier yeah. coming of age. It's it's that same thing of n- Nostalgia, or the, it, it's exciting, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like like the very there's a that first time that you actually. It's interesting with hashtag fuck seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Yes. We ask people about their very first kiss, and usually everyone's was with spin the bottle, or mm-hmm. an, and it was with someone of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And and when I ask someone who's queer, or. Uh, uh, you know that—that's what it was. But then you ask them their first time was someone of the you know mm-hmm. same, and and it's a whole different ball game. And it's really you—you you see in their face, yeah. Like they get all kind of shy and 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 excited, or oh yeah. So I mean, I understand that. I I love for my show hashtag. I spent two years just reading. Young adult queer fiction. Oh, cool! It was fantastic. Yeah, because I wanted to get that feeling of the pain and the awfulness, but the wonder. Yeah, of that first. And also, you, you young whippersnappers, <laughs> you did not know what it was like. Right. And I, don't, growing up when I did, yeah, in the, the, the late seventies, in the seventies whereas I don't even know what it was like for for my. Uh, Friends who, who grew up in the, the 60s or 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, but it was, it was a whole, again, the nostalgia of it was a horrible time, but yet there was something really sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and, movie
3: Carol, hashtag Carol. <laughs> Carol,
0: yeah.
1: right? And that, that, those, those, all those pulp fiction movies. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I read, uh, have you ever read The Price of Salt, the, that book that it came from? Uh, no, I haven't, but it's that is fantastic. on my list. I do, yeah. I
3: do want to read that. Which
1: was great about that one is that most of those had to have a really unhappy ending. Sure, that, right? That, and Carol didn't.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which feels very subversive because it's like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's the other thing too about some of the movies that we that we grew up like the the typical lesbian movies. There's always some really shitty thing that befalls one of the main characters, or it's either a death or like. They inexplicably go back to th- their man or whatever, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's why I-, I had a hard time with those, in really embracing any of those kind of movies when I was young and coming out because I was so emotionally invested. What in were every- some of those movies? Uh, well, for one example of like, well, I guess it's not really a movie, but in the L word when Dana dies, that's when I stopped <laughs> watching the entire show because I was like, why did she have to die? Like I just didn't, I couldn't wrap my head around like a character having to die and I hated it so much. Um, another movie that wasn't, wasn't really during my childhood, but definitely during my like coming out years was the kids are all right, where she, where the whole thing was about like an affair with a guy and like that, yes, they got back together or whatever. But like that, like devastated me. Like I couldn't watch that movie. I could now, but like at the time, all I wanted when I was just coming out was like a, a nice, happy, tidy love story between two women where no one dies, no one goes back to a guy and I just couldn't find anything like that. I guess imagine me and you is probably an example because they end up together, right? They the end, end up
3: together, and no one dies. Yeah, I forget how I forget what happens in Gia. I just remember it's like Angelina Jolie being sexy. Yeah, yeah, uh, but isn't
1: there like die in the, the drug? Yeah, that, yeah. it's, that it's, it's not. Of, not it's that not, wasn't a good example. Yeah. No, no. And uh, we have so few bound, examples. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is when you try to look at lesbian movies, or as opposed to some uh, uh, gay, or even right now trans movies is that there's a lot of really shitty low quality lesbian mm-hmm. uh, um, um,
2: like the writing movie. The, the writing yeah. is yes. really bad I, I mean I just want
1: to say well I'm not going to uh, afterwards but I just think that uh, you know maybe there's some, there's some European ones that are a little bit yeah. I tried to think of ones that, that I really liked you know what was a great 80s one was Desert Hearts
3: Yes, that was a great one. Yeah, I for oh its my god, it's been period. so long.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't so think long. I know that one. Desert Hearts. Now I got to look it up. It was a great '80s one. Yeah, yeah, All right.
1: yeah. And it, I think it was great for its time period, and even now because I I saw it for the first time a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I mean it. You know it'd be interesting to see but knowing what the time period was yeah
2: yeah you do have to kind like of look through that lens thing. about everything yeah
3: yeah um i mean there there were like a there's a lot of campy lesbian movies like the, like debs and mm-hmm. um but i'm a cheerleader that yeah. was a great one was, that yeah. was pretty great <laughs> that was pretty wonderful um and just think about nostalgia too with like relationships in general so take that out of media yeah. like i know that facebook when um When Facebook kind of opened up to everybody, I know, like, I read some stories that there were people who were, you know, older and married and reconnecting with, like, their boyfriends or whatever from high school and, like, having affairs. Yeah. That, I mean, driven by, you know, nothing but
2: nostalgia. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like like reconnecting with someone for a long time. Yeah. I've never. I've never reconnected with anyone after like a breakup after any given period of time. I couldn't imagine doing that with any of my exes, but, um, but yeah, I could see how social media has opened up the nostalgia of like looking someone up. And it was kind of like a thrill to like look someone up that you haven't seen or spoken to in a long time, especially if there was some romantic connection there and yeah. to see them. And all of a sudden you're just like, Ooh, and you're sort of transformed back to that feeling you had about them Initially, like uh, I used to look up the the first woman I ever kissed, and like I would just get this like weird thrill of like finding her Facebook profile, but like, I wouldn't be I wouldn't befriend her or anything. It was yeah. just like oh my god, there she is. Now I don't have those same I don't know. It's like it's almost like a chasing the dragon thing. Like the first time you kiss a woman, it's like the most thrilling fucking thing ever. Yeah. yeah it's and I like, it,
1: like doing heroin,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. It's just not the same. It's
0: never... And why do I have that accent when I'm know. talking about...
2: It's a good heroin dealer. It's uh, a good heroin, 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 heroin accent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but but that's kind of like... I mean, yes, now obviously it is exciting to like meet someone and maybe kiss someone for the first time, but it's never, to me, never going to be the same as that very first time... You know, I don't know. I just, but I but have if this... you try to go back to that, it's an
3: illusion. It's not...
1: Yeah. But also, isn't it just... I remember the very first time I had a kiss, and mm-hmm. it was my third year in Spain, college in Spain, and her name was Ivanita Hooper. I just Ooh. needed to say that name. That's an awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember it was also... It wasn't just... It was... The, the first time it's that all that anticipation yeah yeah and and the excitement and also relief Mm yeah that you're finally doing that 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 that. so it's not just the actual like this was the best kiss it was just all
2: the weight that's
1: behind it and that you can leave yeah yeah um that that is so amazing and special
2: yeah absolutely and that's that's what it felt like for sure uh but yeah, I just don't feel like I'll ever, I don't know, it's like, it's something that I, when I think about that particular moment, and I, even when I think about her, it's just like, I get this weird little nervousness, like this excited kind of like energy thinking about that very first time. But it is something that's just fleeting to me because it'll never happen again. You know, you never get your, your very first one again. Yeah. But I, again, would not return to that period of time in my life at all for anything, um, but it's just kind of—I don't know—it's kind of fun to think about nostalgia in that way, and I think that's a particular kind that queer people can relate to specifically. So,
3: well, because the album is called Nostalgia Kills, mm-hmm. uh, it inspired a game, and we like to play visual games on this show, uh, even though it's a podcast and people <laughs> can't see anything. So the way that that this happens is I—I'll uh, show. You guys' pictures, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah, you describe to the listeners what the pictures mm-hmm. are, and then we we give our, our answers. So this game is called Nostalgia, Mary Fuck, Kill.
2: Okay, great. All right. <laughs> Love, Mary Fuck, Kill. This is the best. Okay. I'm um, not going to lie to you. I know you don't know who those are. Of course you don't know
3: gosh 90210 sh- okay it's the ladies of 90210 oh. the original one it's oh, yeah. brenda walsh donna and uh
2: kelly okay i mean i know tori spelling is that tori spelling's hot all right so <laughs> i have <laughs> <Really>? um, <laughs> um, yes at each tori other. spelling's hot look at that photo i think she's hot in this picture oh my god okay you didn't watch 90210 no then. i didn't watch 90210 was she terrible in the show is she a, like is she quick, a villain quick
3: Break from from the game. Okay. The, the only time anybody's ever approached me and told me I looked like a celebrity, it was a guy who told me I looked like Tori Spelling. That's not true. Right. I don't think I look like Tory Spelling in any anyway, but he was staring at me and I said, Do you have a problem? And he <laughs> and he said, Girl, you look like Tory Spelling and I like it. And I was like, Oh my God. Like oh my nobody God. the worst. Nobody <laughs> wants to be told they look like Tory Spelling, not even Tori Spelling. Like, yeah. she <laughs> Wow. She wants right, to be told so she looks I like Jenny Garth.
2: This, so who's the one on the left? Who's the actress that plays her? Is that uh, uh Shannon Doherty? Yeah. Okay, so young Shannon Doherty, Tory Spelling, and then I don't know who this other one is. Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth. I'm going to say Mary Shannon Doherty fuck Tori spelling kill Jenny Garth. Is that is that bad? What about you? Who would yours be? Hmm.
1: <laughs> I don't know if any of them. I don't care about any of them. You want to kill
3: you want to kill them all?
2: We can, that's an option too.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to kill them Can I just maim or something? Yeah. Yes, you can you maim can. them. Yeah, you can just, ghost just them. in the hospital yeah. for one day, right? Right. right. But then they're
2: okay. <laughs> and then they're they're okay, and they go lead productive lives. Yeah. All right. Great.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna murder Donna. Okay. Uh, and then um, fuck Brenda, and then Mary Kelly. Kelly is Jenny Garth. Okay.
2: Yeah. I uh, could see I could see that for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If we're talking about the characters, right. I'm assuming oh, she's over character.
3: her cocaine problem.
2: Okay. Right. Yeah, I wish I knew more about this show. I'm the worst lesbian. Oh, Mary Fuck Kill. the. So now our next photo is the band Hanson. So we have uh, Isaac on the left. Was that his name? Isaac, Isaac yeah. was the oldest one. And then um, uh, Zach was the youngest one. And then the middle one is... Ooh, what's the middle one's name? He's the one that looks the most like, like a, lesbian. a lesbian. Taylor. Yeah. Taylor. That's his name. So I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say, fuck Isaac, marry Taylor, and kill Zach. Just because he looks like a little, tw- he just looks like a, like a little bratty teenager that I just wouldn't want to deal with. Although I agree. looked exactly like him when I was that age. So
3: <laughs> agree. And Isaac aged well.
2: Oh yeah, he did. He's, he's which one's now. Isaac? Isaac's the, the oldest, oldest one. one on the left. The oldest one. Mm-hmm. Wow, and then Taylor's the middle. I was
1: I was not a Hanson fan or followed. Uh, yeah, uh, me neither. So, they had one song. So again, no, I I more. I don't I don't care. I suppose if I, I I'd fucking marry the little one because yeah. he's
3: cute. <laughs> I mean, not now, right? But right, right? Yes. Right. yes, yes. No, That's no. gross. All right. Yeah. Um, here we go. Oh,
2: so we. <laughs> We have a fuck marry kill of uh, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and Monica Lewinsky. So this I, is an easy one, guys. I would, honestly, I would marry Monica Lewinsky. First yep. of all, she's a babe. She's hot as fuck now. Like I follow her on Twitter, and she's also really just a fascinating person to follow. And I think her story is fascinating. And I Jill, think that- do you
3: follow Monica Lewinsky at all? Yeah, I, I, and I saw uh, so, so saw
1: Met her about th- four years ago when really? she, she was at, at TED, and when she first came out and. Yeah. Her, uh, you know, it cool. started talking about it. Right. Yeah, yeah.
2: I yeah. feel like, yeah. I we all agree would marry that we her. want to marry Monica I'd marry, I'd marry her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's um, incredible. And then obviously fuck Hillary and... Uh, kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do legitimately want to have sex with, with Hillary Clinton. You do?
2: <laughs> yeah. You are actually attracted to Hillary Clinton. I, a, I am. She's I'm, your Holland Taylor. Yeah, she is my Holland Taylor, and uh, you know, I mean, the power. It's just like it's a thing. I get it. Oh, more. Th-
3: look at her. Look. What no, a babe. No, she's a, yeah, she's, she's beautiful. A babe. I agree. Yeah. Boy, Bill Stock sure went down. Yeah. yeah. Totally.
2: Yeah. Uh, he is aging extremely rapidly.
3: And well, also once we decided it's not okay to be a rapist. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> Exactly, that,
3: his rapes uh caught up with him
2: yeah. all right here we oh, go so our next photo is from the feature film clueless and uh from the left we have dion played by stacy dash who is now insane uh <laughs> we have uh share in the middle as or played by alicia silverstone and then ty played by the late Brittany murphy
3: um congratulations sarah on getting all those yeah, because- yeah.
2: so i would marry ty uh Fuck share and I would kill Dion only because I can't separate her from the actress who plays her. Yep, that's she me. Went nutty, she went nutty, didn't nuts. she? Yeah, she went yeah. Fox News like full on. Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess I'd do the same. I, same. Uh, yeah, I'd do the same. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta. That's
3: it. Actually, that's the Actually, that's, e- that's
2: an easy one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'd marry share. You'd marry Cher, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she has a good heart. Yeah, she does. She yeah, she's got that. Spo- I don't know. I can't. I can't identify with like the spoiled rich girl though. I think that would eventually be a problem in our relationship. So it'd have to be a short one. All right, our next photo. <laughs> Fuck, Mary, kill the movie Scream. Uh, the sequel, Scream Two, or Scream Three. I would. I would marry the first Scream for sure. Yeah, that movie fucking rocked. Uh. Fuck Scream 2 and Kill Scream 3.
3: Yep, that's right. Yeah. There's actually a right or wrong for
2: this one. So. Uh,
3: you know
1: what? I saw the first one and I did care less to see the, the again. Yeah. So I, I I, guess I'd have to... You'd have to marry the first one. Marry and fuck the
3: first one and just kill and, the other ones. Ignore yeah. the other ones.
1: <laughs> ignore them. It seems like one of those...
3: It just
2: seems like... Yeah. I don't know that I saw the third one. Uh,
3: You know, they are, they are all worth seeing. Um. For Nev Campbell and her. I was gonna say that was yeah. Um But the third one has uh Portia Rossi in it. Oh
2: really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, a
3: young Porsche De Rossi. Yeah.
2: So speaking of like nineties nostalgia, my crush on Nev Campbell was just palpable for years. Like I was obsessed with every single thing that she was in. Me too. And then now and, and so then when I saw her in House of Cards years later, like she was on um Season three, I think. they brought I don't watch House that of show, cards. but I feel like I should now. And I watched it and I saw and she was on the screen and she hadn't really I hadn't seen her hardly anything since like the late 90s. So I she was a character on that show. And that literally trans like that brought me right back to the same feeling of being like 13 and like being glued to the screen watching Nev Campbell because she's yeah. just so fucking hot and, and still is. That's fine.
3: Yeah, she's one of those. You know, there are certain actresses mm-hmm. that don't give off any. I don't think she gives off any queer
2: vibes, but I mean, I've invented it in my head that, uh, that she does. But like, but yeah, she's just I. That's like my my I feel like the ladies 90s like her. Right? Yeah, the ladies definitely. like Neve Campbell. See
3: that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our last one, <laughs> a choker. Uh huh. Uh we, I have, mean, so it's we like, have it's three variations on chokers. Yeah. We have from a fuck marry kill with
2: three different sort of types of chokers. What would you how would you describe that top left one? That's like it's almost like a lacy choker a little bit. No, but it's, it's, it's the almost the kind of chat. The plastic one. Yeah, yeah. The plastic one that like a tattoo. Yeah, I don't
1: like those ones.
2: And then the other one is like a hemp beaded uh there, well, there's yeah. beads in it. But, it's just a hemp choker. Yeah, yeah, hemp choker, and then the other one is a uh, peace symbol. Yeah, with the peace sign on it. The peace but, sign really had a thing in the '90s. Like that really came back for a while. The in peace jewelry. sign,
3: but also the important part of this choker is that it is a velvet choker. Oh and yeah, then I owned one of them, not yeah. with a peace sign. <laughs> uh, mine might have had like a I never had Celtic a Celtic cross or something. Oh boy. Yeah.
2: I've I don't had, like the feeling I had of anything all around All three my neck. of these. All three of these. So yeah. tell me
3: when I go through my take, old jewelry these box. These are just
2: photos taken from your, from your home. I wish. <laughs> I, did, I didn't
3: plan uh, that yeah. well, but.
2: I'd have to fuck the uh, the peace sign one. I just think that's rad. That's like a one time wear. Um, probably marry the hemp one. I feel like that's, you know, I don't know. You could always repurpose it around the house for something. Yeah. And then you got to kill that cheapy plastic one because it's probably going to snap the second you put it on anyway. I would fuck like the all. cheapy plastic one. Well, yeah.
1: I was going to say maybe they're going to kill or fuck the plastic one yeah. because it's cheap and whorish and it could be great for one time. You know it's what? A little that's,
2: whorish. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
3: I'd
1: have to marry because I'm just such a hippie child. Yeah, I'd have to go for the peace sign in the vote because yeah, it's I would I would actually wear that one yeah
3: yeah yeah it also the the black velvet feels a little goth to me and oh, i'm into true. it
2: um and i bet it'd be nice and soft on your neck
3: the the hemp one i feel like everybody would just try to hit me up for weed yeah yeah the hemp if i one, wore that if i wore that around the hemp new york one is
2: just skunky uh
3: well i mean that that's it for our that game was
2: fun. Uh, that was a good game yeah <laughs> that's great. Mary fuck kill <laughs> And I we found my Achilles heel for pop culture, which is apparently 90210. or Yeah. I've never seen a single episode of that show. Oh my gosh. I think uh, it was just at, I had at an a time, older sister. Oh so. uh, yes, yeah. See I was the oldest and I, I don't know that I would have been not necessarily allowed, but I don't think my mom would have been cool with me like watching that show when yeah. I was younger. I never I watched was, it. Yeah, I was watching that was a time period when I was watching a lot of like Save by the Bell and Family Matters and Full House and those kind of night. It confused
3: shows. me because I was into both David and Kelly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um and
3: and Brendan uh Brendan Walsh mm-hmm. was also um good looking. Yeah. Just...
2: Well, all the like 90s shows like the 90s heartthrob guys yeah. all kind of looked like lesbians because they were very they athemin- had the same hair the same aesthetic yeah yeah, yeah the, the, same just, aesthetic. <laughs> the whole thing so it was a very confusing time for us i think yeah
3: yeah just <laughs> oh, i didn't i funny. didn't know if i if i wanted to be them or kiss them
4: right right yeah. Yeah,
3: it, was, <laughs> it was a very confusing time um you know we have our listener question but jill would you break out into song for us do you have time to do that? Do you that have time for, for one Let's song? Look before at my
1: guitar. One party oh, song. Conveniently,
2: your what guitar should is we, right what here. Should we sing? Would you want to sing A Kissed a Girl?
1: No, but I will. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> Whatever uh, you want to sing. So I, Or something off your new album.
3: Yeah. Um uh, I really like the the party girl song off the new album. Um, but I don't know if that's a good one for acoustic.
2: I think We whatever, could try your, it. You know what? Whatever you want to do. You could so try. Here, let,
3: or or yeah. what? Um, what's what's the song about the um, the woman with dementia? Oh, uh, Claire. Claire. Oh,
1: the well, party girl. I'm going to let you decide. Party girl is about just someone who's like trying to thinks it's back in the 90s and they still get really drunk and they wear their little mini skirt to the okay. bar and yeah. t- it's a kind of depressing one okay. and Claire is about a woman with Alzheimer's so you get you yeah. know, <laughs> you, you pick
3: wait uh, a woman with Alzheimer's who who uh, says that she hooked up with I'm guessing Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor, is the it was
1: a true story. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Let's do this one. I, I wanted yeah. to know about that. So here was. Let me get the lyrics because I haven't done this in a while. It's an oldie, yeah. Um, so yeah, there was my friend who lived uh, in Highlands, North Carolina. It's this fantastic uh, little mountain town, and his neighbor was this woman, Claire, and. She you just come in. She was a pilot in World War II. She was a whack. And she cool. talked about how she she was an old she was one of those that probably went to the village, you know, yeah, like like in the Carol days. Oh my and, god. And she said, you know, yeah, she did say, yeah, yeah, you know, me and Eleanor. And but you thought, you know, she's crazy. And then, you know, after I wrote the song, and then we saw her again, and then I realized every time we saw her, she had gin and tonic so Maybe she was just drunk the entire time. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's a happy. Maybe it's a completely happy. uh, Yeah. But no matter, you know, she had a great, great life. Of course. Okay, I haven't done this in a while. Okay, I might need. I might need to have someone uh, uh, scroll. Oh, I got it. Can I put on my glasses? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I haven't done this in a couple years. Dear Claire,
0: she gets up at three, she makes some toast and a cup of tea, but she forgot and watched TV. As the water all boiled down, the place almost burned down. Dear Claire, She was a pioneer. Her sister said she flew in World War II. She stares at the kitchen door. She says it looks like rain. I'm sure it's gonna rain. The secret life of Claire. I wish I had the key. The treasure's Dear Claire, I go and help her once a week. She tells me stories and I ask her what she needs. She told me back in 44, she slept with Eleanor. Sometimes she gets confused, for all we know it's true. Why the leaves have turned And why the summer's been so short this year And Claire, she asked for my name Have you been here before? Are you someone I should know? Then perhaps you better go Thanks for asking like for that one. Best, I hadn't done Best that. five minutes of
2: my entire life. Thank I'm not you kidding. for indulging me. That was amazing. Oh, thank you for you indulging are, me.
0: Oh, I'm you like, are I'm so... freaking out. That
2: was so amazing.
0: <laughs> oh Claire. Oh, Claire. Claire.
1: I love
0: okay, it. I
2: want like a. I I would watch a feature length film specifically about Claire. Right. I, I need that in my life.
3: <laughs> what? <Well, laughs>
1: should we make a Write a screenplay.
3: Yeah, of her absolutely. Life? This is what I love about your music so much, though, is like oh, so all great. the all the stories <laughs> in it. I just like. Like
2: you want that story – like that's that's such a perfect story and yeah. I desperately need a full – like it just needs to be a movie. Like it's an incredible – Yeah, yeah, it opens up with amazing. her, you know, like there like, –
1: Yeah, like yeah.
2: I, I can picture her like with her gin and tonic telling a story and you're like, eh, I don't know about this story. And then it's – and then just like The Secret Life of Claire. That's what the movie has to be called. It's, oh, my God.
3: yeah. It, it's oh, hard to know with, like, Alzheimer's and dementia, because mm-hmm. when, when my grandfather got dementia, uh, he would tell stories that I think were just, like, dreams he was having, and he got confused. Um, but my grandmother, when she got Alzheimer's, the memories that she kept repeating and did remember mm-hmm. were, like, real things from her childhood. Oh, yeah. Really like, you
1: remember stuff. stuff from your past. It's mm-hmm. more the short-term things, like, you don't yeah. remember. Yeah, what, yeah. Like, yeah, they yeah, can yeah. tell
2: you every detail of something that happened 50 years ago, yeah. but then... You know, I know when yeah, she started losing pretty...
3: it. That's when she told me that uh, my grandmother told me that she euthanized her aunt. Whoa, <laughs> she I she mean, like
2: I think that's called killing. She, yeah, <laughs> she 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 killed her aunt, but
3: like the family asked her to. She was a nurse, oh. and they asked her to get but the, but like <laughs> off the book. Like they right, asked her yeah. to get some morphine. And and put her out and of her told, misery. You well, so about you about that was a humane
1: thing. Absolutely, it was like, made, yeah. but, but this is
3: my like very Catholic grammar, There, yeah. was cool with the gays, uh, but yeah. like, but still very Catholic. So when the fact that when she was like eighty four, she mm-hmm. tells me that, oh yeah, I did kill my. Aunt. I was like, <laughs> what? what is this story? That's great. And then I asked around and everyone's like, oh, yeah. And I think someone was like, she did it twice. And I'm like, Wish.
2: wait a minute.
3: My grandma has two kills in her yeah. back. Awesome. Um, anyway. You've got good DNA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got that murder DNA. Oh my God, that was so great. Jill, thank you so much. Where I... can people, uh, w- where should they buy your music? Where well, should well, they follow you? they can go you? to jillsolbill.com. Okay. I also have really fun
1: Instagrams. You guys mm-hmm. should join my Instagram. Because yes. I did really bad Photoshop stuff. I can't. Like Yay. I did, like for New Year's Eve, I put myself in the poster of New Year's Rock and Eve '88 with John Stamos. Yeah. Oh Heather my God. Rockler. Of course. So you know, of course. <laughs> so um, yeah, and 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 check check it out and tell people and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's that's really all I have to say is, is follow me. Yeah. I've got really good Nostalgia Kills T-shirts.
3: Oh. Okay. Looks like nice.
1: It's
3: like it's the late yep. 70s. I'm in. I, yeah, I'm going to check
2: that yeah, out. Maybe I'll sure. wear that to the Stonewall show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. When I is love the it. Stonewall show? Ja- January 28th. The 28th. It's a Monday. Um, Maybe I'll come by. Oh my God, that'd be a. Would you come by I with mean, your, your guitar? That would be amazing. That would be everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, th-
1: I'm in. Almost as good as Madonna.
0: I'll <laughs> uh, oh, wear those i oh, wear those implant, uh, those
1: butt implant, <laughs> oh my implant God pants. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, don't get me started on yeah, that. I'm like, that's what, what is happening? <laughs> that all is right. so not a good look. Oh, not no, no. I'm. I don't know what uh, what she was thinking, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah,
2: you never whatever. know, whatever. Yeah, All right. You yeah. Know. Well, thank you so much. This thank you guys. This was, was really pleasure. fun,
1: and I'm gonna go to the airport. All right. right. That
2: God sounds speed. good. Thank
1: you. <laughs>
3: When Jill brought her guitar, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I hope this isn't
2: just because she's headed to the airport, right, right? And I
3: hope. And she's like, oh, I have this in case I want to break out into song. Like, I'm please like, do. Is, is that an we option? We could just do the
2: entire pod of you singing. I don't care.
3: <laughs> oh my God. I know. I know. Just that was so wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, listeners, Jill had to take off for the airport, but she did a Agree and we're going to finalize the details, but I think she's in on our show mm-hmm. at Stonewall on the 28th. So if you want to see Jill Silviel for,
2: I mean... I hope it's happening. She, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah.
3: <laughs> she is such a, a joy. Her voice, as you just heard, is uh, wonderful. Her new album is great. Uh, mm-hmm. Seriously was listening to it. I've listened to it like maybe four times through now, um, and I can't get the songs out of my head. It, it's just so like each song is interesting they tell a story and it also is just like a nice yeah. I don't know
2: that was really Her great just like
3: cheers me up yeah. so um come out to Stonewall on the 28th okay listener question hey I'm 20 years <laughs> hey <laughs>
2: hey
3: I really I love don't edit already. these yeah. these are all unfiltered listener yeah. questions hey 20 years old, and I used to identify as bisexual until about a year ago. I've only ever been physically intimate with one cis man in my life, and it was only meh. I, <laughs> I used to want to be intimate with more men, but the idea of being with one now, even ones I used to find attractive, repulses me.
2: Well, I can identify with that. <laughs>
3: Recently, one of my best friends of 10 years who happens to be a cis dude just told me he has feelings for me and I'm shocked and I really want to be attracted to him. He's exactly uh, what used to be my type in men. Mm -hmm. I love spending time with him and may even like him in a romantic sense but feel nothing sexually what should I do? Should I try to be physically intimate with him to see if I can do it? I feel like I'm putting pressure on this to work because it would be the perfect high school romance story. And my mom loves him. And I think he's a good person. Also, do you believe someone can grow into being a lesbian? If you've been attracted to men in the past, does that mean you'll always be bisexual? There is a lot to unpack. Here. Yeah, a lot going on. I will say, when I got this email, I emailed her back immediately because it seemed like a time-sensitive thing. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, do not hook up with somebody that you are not feel physically attracted to. that you don't want to. Like because that's never going to evolve
2: from that, you know. And that's the thing about attraction. It's kind of the simplest thing if you really think about it. It's like the most. It's it's a thing that you just feel, and you either feel it or you don't, and it's perfectly okay to not feel. Someone could be the most amazing person in the world, but if you're not physically attracted to them, that's fine. You don't have to force that. You don't have to, like, you're not going to create that. That has to happen organically or it's not going to happen at all.
3: Also, this notion of a perfect high school romance story
2: Uh, that is false. Those aren't real.
3: (laughs) That does not exist, okay? Uh, Yes. Do some people uh, reconnect with their, this is a good one for nostalgia, Mm -hmm. uh, with their high school loves or someone from their high school and get married and are happy i'm sure that happens yes that does happen we had um a guest uh sarah hartshorn yeah. who didn't date this guy in high school and now is married to him and uh in her yeah, high and school that, of three people
2: right yeah yeah <laughs> um, but also like those those stories though the, the through line there is that they were physically attracted to them yes. you know what i mean like yeah. it's not this is just like That's not this, a goal in life. That should yeah, not be you, and also a goal. You know, you don't need to fit into someone else's narrative. It sounds like because your mom likes him, you think that that is reason enough to go forward with this, but it's not because if we all ended up with who our moms liked, I would be married to uh this gay guy that I went to college with. <laughs>
3: like yeah. it's
2: not like it doesn't matter. Like it's just
3: I remember with my with my first wife, uh my mother-in-law would talk about uh, this one guy that she was friends with, and how she always thought they would get married, and mm-hmm. you know, like, but that it wouldn't have it's, worked. It's fine, yeah. It wouldn't it's, have it's worked. Not,
2: it doesn't matter if your mom likes them, it, not at all. Yeah, mom's like anyone that they think is going to like make you happy or be, you know. It's just, it's fine. They like
3: and, anybody who's polite and clean.
2: Yeah, as long <laughs> anyone who's polite and clean and like, you know, says please and thank you is going to impress someone's mom. So, yeah. uh, been but. but also with this like your question that you asked about um growing into like you said being a lesbian or whatever I just think that like sexuality is such a complex thing that is so wildly different from person to person you don't have to be one way or the other it's okay if you are still some you know if it's okay if you do have attraction to men or to women or any other gender it's just like just kind of let yourself feel that but don't feel like you have to force it with this one person because he happens to be a good person
3: yeah and and in terms of labels i mean reading this and saying that uh you used to find men attractive but now they repulse you yeah um that's really pinging the lesbian uh end of uh, the kinsey scale (laughs) and um and like you you if you feel like you're a lesbian, then you're a lesbian. If you yeah. feel like you're a bisexual and that you still are um, are open to being with men mm-hmm. in both a physical and romantic way, then
2: identify then that's as fine. bisexual. And that can change day to day for you. It does, it's not change. something you're committing to for life. It's not a tattoo. It's like it's just yeah. It's just what you feel. I mean, you
3: know, uh, Cecilia used to be uh, with. Men mm-hmm. And her ex-wife was the first woman she was ever with and she used to say, I don't know, I guess I'm bisexual because I used to be with men, but now she identifies as a lesbian because mm-hmm. she's like, no, I'm definitely a lesbian mm-hmm. and if I were single, I would only want to date women. I wouldn't want to date men anymore. So even it doesn't matter what her past was, Your your identity is what you are in the moment, not what you were
2: 10 mm-hmm. years ago,
3: you know. Um,
2: it's a hundred percent up to you, and it's a hundred percent okay totally if that you. changes over time, yeah, to, to whatever like it doesn't I don't wanna say it doesn't matter. it matters, but it shouldn't it's it's not something that you have to uh, really concern yourself with anyone else's opinion about.
3: yes, yes, it's based on on how how you feel mm-hmm. and what you're attracted to and um and what you want to communicate
2: mm-hmm. to
3: to other people um because a, a label can help. In doing that, you know it's like there. I, I had this uh, discussion actually. It was after the the suit show because there was um, a bisexual uh, comedian there who was talking about how sometimes she calls herself a lesbian, and I'm like, well, you know, whatever. But um, but then another um, bisexual friend of mine was there, and she said that's not cool because you're telling people that that you're a lesbian, and then you're dating a guy, and then that that can like confuse. Right, people, it can, it, it, as to what it means to be a lesbian for yeah. people who use the term lesbian to signal, I am not interested in having these relationships with men and setting up that kind of boundary um, right. for for themselves, and so that guys aren't thinking like, oh, well, maybe I do have a chance because maybe. I knew this lesbian and right. she had a, you know, she had a boyfriend or she regularly dated men and stuff, and you know, I don't, I kind of say whatever because I, I don't really want to get into policing other people's identities yeah. but words but we have do lots have of words yeah we have lots uh, of words you can use and there are lots of words you can use and uh you don't need to be uh greedy and use all of them at you don't the need same to take <laughs>
2: our one word <laughs> but
3: yeah our one word. um but you know i i think it sounds like you are very much in tune with what you're feeling mm-hmm. and you're mostly concerned about what people outside of you are thinking and you need to mm-hmm. leave that behind. And also and,
2: to reiterate, don't uh, get, don't, don't do anything sexually physical with someone that you don't enthusiastically want to do that with. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not, that's, that's non-negotiable. Like yeah. it's not. And, in if you're not attracted to someone, you're not going to be any more attracted to them after a weird sexual encounter that you're not really into. Believe yeah. me, like that's not going to happen. Yeah,
3: it's not going to make you feel no. good.
2: No, it not will only be worse.
3: <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I hope she followed. But thank you for
2: your question, our advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too.
3: Please follow. Feel follow free your to dreams. follow up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Follow up and let us know uh, what happened with that. If you told that that guy to. You you know. Yeah, you can also just be chill. friends just with be someone. Friends. Like yeah. it's fine.
2: If he's it's a great, great guy, cool, just be friends with him if you want. Yeah. And if he is a great guy, he'll understand that and be cool with it. And if he's not cool with it, then he's not a fucking great guy. Yes. That's it.
3: Agree. Agree, <laughs> agree, agree, agree. All right. Thank you guys so much for uh listening to this very awesome life-changing episode. Special yeah. <laughs> episode for us. Uh I mean, I I didn't want to get too creepy, but it was like, man, uh, when I saw that video when I was mm-hmm. 10 and she's got these like braids in her hair and she's looking like very like kind of manic pixie bisexual, totally. 90s blonde rock chick. Like, yeah. uh,
2: oh, what a great aesthetic. I love wow. that. <laughs> wow. It was, it we was are having wonderful. a moment over here if you can't tell.
3: <laughs> yeah. And she, Jill is just lovely. And mm-hmm. we hope to see her again on the 28th where I can be uh, even more creepy toward her. Uh, you know, uh, I was, I was telling, um, Cecilia about her and Cecilia asked how, how old she was and I told her and she goes, uh, oh. I know how you feel about older women.
2: <laughs> That's great.
3: Yeah. And she's like, you can't do anything unless I'm there. And yeah. I'm like,
2: what a good wife. She is. She is great. What a good You're wife. You're very lucky. Yeah. She's very lucky. <laughs> You're both very lucky.
3: Um, But anyway, I'll stop objectifying our guests and go back to thanking you <laughs> for kicking off uh, 2019 by listening to Diking Out and sticking with us. Uh, spread the word. Rate us on iTunes, subscribe. Uh if you are feeling generous and and have some leftover uh holiday cash, you can go to patreon.com slash diking out and uh get extra content we just released, uh diking off topic episode on Dolly Parton. Um and Dyke out with us again yeah. next week. Find us on social media I'm oh, uh, at yeah. the
2: Sarah York on Twitter and Instagram.
3: And I'm at TGI Carolyn and then we're at Diking Out uh, on everything and mm-hmm. hope to be posting uh, a lot of stuff in the new year. We're really excited about uh, the guests that we're going to be Uh, Having on the podcast, we we had some uh, cool interest and Mm -hmm. can't wait uh, to to meet these rad queer ladies that that we're going to have on this new year. Can't wait. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye.